Welcome to the Wellness Journey Podcast from the St. John Vianney Center. I'm Dr. Mariette Danilo, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to journey with you through these challenging times and to hopefully provide you with information that will help sustain you. Our podcasts are aimed at keeping you healthy in mind, body, and spirit. This is Podcast 4. The title of today's talk is Opening Up the Country, How Boundaries Can Protect You. When the COVID-19 pandemic first began to unfold, the thought of going outside was scary and ill-advised. You could get infected by, well, we didn't even know, but included on the list of possibilities was neighbors, joggers, mail carriers, a public bench, and a long list of other unknowns. Points of acceleration were identified as doorknobs, public bathrooms, gas station pumps, and more. As we slowly begin to learn more about the virus, the outdoors has begun to look safer. Although there is never zero risk, it appears that outdoor transmissions are less risky than indoor. The science at present points to transmissions taking place most frequently in smaller enclosed places where people are breathing, talking, and singing. As the country begins to open, another illness is beginning to take hold, cabin fever. People are getting antsy. So let's talk about getting out and getting out safely. Experts are still advising us to wear masks, but the level to which people follow them or not varies. Remember in our first podcast when we described over-responders and under-responders? Well, here we go. Tension is beginning to arise between people who are socially distancing and those who choose to disregard all the recommendations. It's a jungle out there. But regardless of where you stand, in order to better protect yourself, you might benefit from an understanding and employment of boundaries. How are yours? Are they strong? Are they too weak? Can you depend on yourself to keep you safe? If you have attended any of our workshops, you may remember we said that people with unhealthy or too loose boundaries put themselves at risk for a world of pain. Let's briefly review because we do get many questions about this. What exactly are boundaries? Boundaries are rules and limits that we set in our interactions with other people. It's not about controlling someone else. It's about protecting ourselves. Can you think of a more important time to protect yourself? Ultimately, it's all about the behavior that you will and will not accept from that other person. Everyone should have boundaries. Parents should have boundaries with their children, and children should have boundaries with their parents. 
You should have healthy boundaries with teachers, employers, superiors, colleagues, siblings, mothers, fathers, and other family members and strangers. Many a mugging or scam could have been prevented if the early red flags of boundary violations were recognized sooner. There are also different types of boundaries. There are material boundaries, physical boundaries, and emotional boundaries. There can be some overlap between them, especially physical and emotional boundaries. And these two types are what you're going to be encountering the most right now. Sometimes, depending on our past experiences, uh, there are some persons who may not have the healthiest boundaries. If you don't have firm boundaries and you encounter a person who does not recognize or respect boundaries, doesn't hear or react well to the word no, then you're going to lack protection and will be putting yourself at risk, not just for physical and emotional abuse, but now for contracting this virus. There are personalities that feel entitled to push through and disregard your boundaries. When you set firm boundaries, they're not gonna like it. A safe person will respect your boundaries whether or not they agree with you. If you struggle internally with someone shaming you for being a germaphobe or calling you antisocial, you may be triggered to feel embarrassment or shame or feel stupid or foolish. Well, first of all, name calling and teasing is verbally abusive and that hurts. People may say, I was only kidding, or can't you take a joke, or accuse you of being too sensitive. Don't buy it. That's emotionally abusive. If it causes you to fold and you cannot stand firm, or you're embarrassed or confused, maybe you freeze and feel paralyzed, well, you're not alone. Many people feel this way for many reasons. We might be afraid of being left out, being laughed at, being called misinformed. Maybe we're afraid of confrontation. We're looking foolish of making someone else angry. And the list goes on. There are many reasons people don't feel comfortable setting boundaries. What's the price you pay for folding? Let me share a true story a friend of mine shared with me. I'll call her Greta. Greta lives in a golf community in Naples, Florida. People there were warned by medical experts about not traveling to Miami because it was considered a hot spot and people were getting sick. Greta was golfing with a gentleman one day. I'll call him Jack. And at that time, they were only permitted to walk the golf course and had to push or pull one of those hand carts. Another rule 
was that at least six feet needed to be observed between golfers. Well, Jack had no problem approaching Greta to chat and even pushed her card her cart to the side of a green for her, I'm sure thinking he was being kind and being a gentleman. Luckily, Greta had sanitary wipes and cleaned off the handles right away. Jack laughed and said, I'm not the paranoid type. Greta said, well, I am, and laughed. She made a little gesture of a cross with her fingers as if to ward off vampires for him to stay away. Uh, she did this to make him laugh, uh, but it made her point. He kept his distance after that. A little later, Jack told the other golfers in a conversation about the cancellation of the St. Patrick's Day parade. He was disappointed and thought it was unfair. He said that he and his wife decided that this wouldn't stop them and he would be spending St. Patrick's Day at a gathering in Miami. Greta was concerned and asked if he thought this was wise. Jack replied, I'm just not a germaphobe. Two weeks later, Greta learned that five of the six people who traveled to Miami with Jack came down with the virus. The one who didn't was on medication for rheumatoid arthritis. Four were sick but survived the illness. One of them, Jack's wife. After the weekly 18 holes of golf Jack played with his buddies, he began to feel sick. Jack was hospitalized, and after a week, he lost his life. I'm not telling you this story to be dramatic or to frighten you, and I hope I don't sound preachy. I'm sharing this because it illustrates how well and how you might be tempted to drop your guard with peer pressure. Greta felt embarrassed and foolish, but she set boundaries. Jack's buddies who played with him the day he fell ill, fortunately never contracted the virus. We'll keep him in our prayers. So how strong are your boundaries? Answer these questions. This is a non-scientific uh, survey, but if you answer these six questions, you might gain some insight as to how weak or strong your boundaries are and if you have some work to do. So here are the questions. Just ask them of yourself. Number one, do you constantly explain yourself sharing too much information? So if you say no to someone, you're constantly explaining why and giving long explanations. Number two, do you have trouble saying no? Do you tend to be a people pleaser? Number three, are you highly emotionally reactive to the emotions of others, almost taking on their emotions if they're angry or sad? Or are you triggered by unkind words? We tell people in workshops to observe, don't absorb. This is different from empathy in that you're actually taking responsibility for the feelings of other people. Number four, 
Do you have a strong fear of rejection? Do you adjust your personality to prevent rejection, becoming almost a chameleon, depending on who is there in front of you, who you're talking to, who you're with? Number five, do you rely very heavily on the opinion of others? Do you poll people before making an important decision? Is there a specific person who is so important to you that you will not make a decision without that person's approval, even though you really feel you know the right decision and the right answer? Number six, this will put you at risk. Um, you, this would increase uh, your propensity to have weak boundaries. It increases, this is, it's more likely that you would have weaker boundaries. Uh, have you suffered emotional abuse in your family of origin or at some time in the past? Because if so, you might still be struggling with boundaries. So, how did you do? It's never too late to strengthen your boundaries. And the good news is this too can be learned. But getting back to our task at hand, what are some practical ways of handling others when your safety is at risk? First of all, a reminder. Setting boundaries is not about controlling others or telling them what to do. It's about protecting yourself. So let's get practical. If someone is putting you at risk, such as ignoring six-foot markers while waiting in line at the grocery store, speak up. Turn to that individual and say, very respectfully and honestly, would you mind taking a few steps back, please? I want to protect both of us. I would appreciate it. This might offend the person if he or she doesn't like the word no. But think about it. They are putting you at risk, and you have a right to act in your own best interest. Say what you need to say kindly, with consideration and dignity. Then let them own their own feelings and emotions. Those emotions do not belong to you. If you tend to get tongue-tied in these situations, and most of us do, put together a sentence or two at home where you can think about what you would say in these situations and how you would say it and have it ready when and if the situation calls for it. There will be situations where you need to choose safety over feeling comfortable. Why don't people set boundaries? Because they're uncomfortable. It makes you feel uncomfortable. But if you don't, I can assure you, you will feel resentful later on. As a parent, I learned this lesson. I tried my best to find the right words, but having to be the one who kept my children safe didn't make them happy with me. It didn't feel great, but they stayed safe. You need to stay safe because you have much to do. I'll never forget what comedy writer Gail Parent, yeah, that's her real name, Parent, Gail Parent, she once said what she once said in one of her books when she was thinking about how she feared that her children might remember her as the parent who put the jacket over their Halloween costume. 
Sometimes to protect ourselves and others, to do what's prudent, we need to stand our ground. You can also make changes if you feel an environment is not safe for you, says Dr. Bethany Teachman, professor of psychology at the University of Virginia. She points out, I can control my own behavior more than I can control the behavior of others. She shares an account of her recent trip to the grocery store where employees were not wearing masks. She first spoke to the manager and thanked him for providing this essential service, but at the same time, she wanted to convey how uncomfortable and unsafe she felt. She has decided not to return unless she first calls to verify that they're wearing masks. I think that by now, we're going to be seeing more and more of these types of situations. All sorts of variations of these stories are going, you're going to be encountering. Last week, I decided to venture out and shop for a bicycle. I first went online and called ahead to make sure they had my bike in stock in order to minimize the duration of my time in the store. And also, I assumed correctly that I'd spend most of my time outdoors. But when I arrived, I was surprised to see that the employees were not wearing masks. I soon realized that they were young and they did not consider themselves at risk. So here I am in masks, gloves, and sunglasses, thinking about whether or not to share the science with them. Would they even listen? How would I come across? Some of you may remember the classic movie, The Invisible Man, where he's wrapped in bandages and sometimes he had glasses on. I looked worse than that. But my ego had to take a back seat to my health and safety. Sometimes there is a misunderstanding of the science or a lack of interest in pursuing evidence or even just a reaction to the many conflicting contradictory messages we're getting every day. Whatever the reason, you still need to protect yourself. Which brings me to other situations where you might not be directly at risk, but witness people who might be behaving in ill-advised ways. If you see your neighbor sitting outside about two feet apart and chatting, what would you do? Just seeing people flaunt safety guidelines can trigger your own anxiety and fear. The amygdala or the fight or flight part of the brain goes into override and you may feel very angry very quickly. In these situations, say a little prayer that they stay free from harm. Well, our time together has come to a close. In upcoming podcasts, we will be discussing coping with anxiety, dealing with loneliness, and examining the impact of this crisis on our religious communities and our diocese. We will also be sharing with you ways to become resilient. Stay safe. We need you. I hope today's topic Opening up the country, how boundaries can protect you, proves useful to you. You can find all of our podcasts and get additional information and resources for clergy and religious by visiting our website at sjvcenter.org. 
you've been listening to the Wellness Journey Podcast. We are St. John Vianney Center, and our mission is you. Thank you.